is Bianca. I wanted to come on here and just introduce myself real quick because I realized that I am in gaming, game, gaming, gaming. <laughs> I'm gaining some traction on Devoted Christian and I feel like it was uh, right for me to come on here right now and um, share my testimony and to talk about a few things that is on my chest that I need to get off because God is so good, but it's also a struggle right now. So I want to, to first talk about why I started Devoted Christian. I started Devoted Christian in 2018, a long time ago. And well, I was presented with Devoted Christian in a vision um, in 2018 and God presented to me as being loyal to the cause being a loyal Christian a person who understands who Christ is has a relationship with Christ and is building the relationship with Christ and understands that they could fall but they get back up and it doesn't matter how many times you fall it matters that you get up and that you have a relationship, oneness, union, communion with Christ. So I once started a platform, God presented me a platform to share with other Christians who have the same beliefs and same, uh, not, mm, same structure um, with their relationship with Christ. And it's the difference between devoted and devo de devoted and uh, devout. And devout simply means like you're overzealous, over the top when it comes to to something, a particular uh, thing, which in this case is being a Christian. So like you're over religious and you're just over the top with it. And, and in this case, we're not devout because. It's about relation before it is about religion. It's, and what does that mean? It's about having union sin with God and understanding that. And the testimony I'm about to share with you, exactly what I'm, what I'm going through, is as an example, understanding that you could feel one way but know another. I could feel this way, but God says this. This is my circumstance right now, but God says this. This is how I feel right now, but God says that. This is how it looks right now, but God said it is well. So, yes. Um, as of right now, I just want to share my uh, quick testimony. Not my story, but a testimony. Um, because that's the original reason why I wanted to come on here and show my face and do these things. Um, because if I'm honest, I'm having a hard time really releasing some of my strongholds. I'm conscious of them. I'm aware of them. But I'm having a hard time releasing it and being in the presence of God to just completely surrender it over to him. How many of us out there are like that right now who feel that way? Because you're not alone. I want you to know that I'm going through the same season in my life. This drought. It's not even a drought, but it's this, this, this knowing I need to be in complete surrenderance, complete submission to God. And knowing that it doesn't feel good. 
and also knowing that it is well it is well beloved because the fact that it is at the conscious and not subconscious the fact that it's at the forefront of your mind and not the back of your mind and repeating unconsciously in the back of your mind means that God placed it there and placed it in your heart to to be dealt with and what does the Bible say Jeremiah 29 11 I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you Matthew 6 33 seek ye first the kingdom of Christ kingdom of God right and all his righteousness and it will be bestowed on you so what am I saying you're going to go through trials and tribulations. The Bible doesn't say that you're not going to go through trials and tribulations. The Bible says, actually, that trials and tribulations build perseverance. They're perse- it builds perseverance, and with perseverance builds character. With character builds hope. With hope builds faith. What does the Bible say about faith? Faith is things in, Faith is hope in things unseen. So do you have faith right now in your season? I know I shared a quick testimony and just just let it out, but even in that in that moment of just completely letting it out and out and out in the open, I feel so much better. Because as I was talking to you, I'm also talking to myself. So now I know what to do when I get back home in my prayer time and and know that, you know, I just have to have faith that God is going to get me through this season and know that it's part of a greater testimony. That right now, our testimony is simply to, 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 to testify to people, bring at the forefront what's happening, a story of our lives right now, or just in general, so that you could reach someone else who's going through the same thing. Probably even worse than you. So right now, I'm in a season where I am in between jobs. I have... My grandma was just diagnosed with cancer. I feel... If I'm honest, I do feel... A burden of loneliness. And... God is getting me through it because it comes in waves. I feel disconnected from God at times. But it's because I'm in between jobs and because I'm feeling all this way that I'm honing in on Christ even more. I'm at a park right now. And I just came from resting at, at the park for about an hour and a half. And I wouldn't be able to do that and be in the presence of God and just be in solitude and in, in, in communion with myself if I was at work. And God presented to me that he, he made me realize that rest is important. It's where you find Christ. Because it's in the stillness. Be still and know that I am God. It's in the stillness that you hear him even more. That he, he, he presents himself to him to you even more. If you're constantly distracted by the chaos and the tribulations and the, the, the knuckle 
buckle and buckle of working especially in the matrix like come on guys like if you're if you're constantly in the matrix working and toiling and too much toil is is not good ecclesiastes is probably one of my favorite books because it says there's nothing new under the sun everything has already been done it doesn't say that part but at this rhyme y'all okay um everything has already been done so it's meaningless everything is meaningless life is meaningless and not to say like oh gloom and doom but at the same time it's like what's the point of it all find your reward in in those that you people that you love it talks about finding your your, your reward in your wife uh i just heard submit submit yourselves to your husbands so those of you who are wives or wanting to become wives submit yourself to your husbands submit yourself to who's your husband without being your actual husband right now like physically god right submit yourself to christ Go back to, to Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So I'm saying all this to say that you cannot have a testimony without tests and trials. That right now, yes, I may be in between jobs, but it's because I'm in between jobs that I'm seeking God that much more. And he's repositioning me. He is recalibrating my mind and my habits. He's, y'all, he is recalibrating my habits. So that once I do get everything that I ask him for, I believe it's also in Matthew, I want to say nine. Ask and you shall receive. You ask not, you, you, you get not because you ask not. And if, if you ask with a sincere heart, you will get what you desire. But in the meantime, God has to prune you. He has to shape you. He has to mold you to be in the position to receive what you are asking for. So, beloved, just because you're in a season of a, a dry season or a season of drought or a season of tribulation or whatever it is, just because you're in the midst of it does not mean that it's not for your good. Everything works for the good of those who love Christ. He's working it out for your good. What the enemy meant for evil, God meant for your good. I hope I should have prayed before this. I'm human. I'm going to pray now. I pray, Father God, that the Spirit of, of the Holy Spirit just lays upon rest upon this soul who's watching this video who's listening to this video and i pray that you bless them with an open heart and open mind to hear and receive what it is that you're, you're saying through me god speak through me lord i'm your servant in jesus name amen that was more of a, of a personal prayer i guess but nonetheless again i'm human this is my first time really doing this everything's out and open and i don't care everything's out and open y'all i just i'm just letting it out um i hope i finished what i was saying before as far as being at the park and having time and leisure because it's in that stillness be still
it's in that stillness that I'm able to find Christ and where he's repositioning my habits now where I can stay in him. Because before I would be on a fast, I would be praying, and I would be in a position where I really need him to come through. But now, y'all, it's different. Now I'm about to turn 29, and it is, it is his different way. You, where you have, like, when you're about to reach a new, a new season, a new decade of your life. Like, it is his different where you think more for the future than for, and, and, and of other people than of yourself. Like, I'm thinking about my family and how I want them to be and how I want my kids to be and how I want to break generational curses and generational cycles. And it's all these things that I have a plan and faith and hope in the future for. And I realize that I do have faith. I do have strength. I do have willpower. And these are the gifts that God has blessed me with. But he's pruning me, he's shaping me and my character to be equipped and be prepared for what I asked him for. I asked him for a better paying job. I asked him for a better job that I actually enjoy because Ecclesiastes go on to say that another Ecclesiastes uh, reference, it goes on, it, it says, enjoy your toil. Enjoy the, hand, the, the work of your labor. Something along the lines like that. Why? Because we're not meant to, as God's children, be in lust or lack. We're not meant to lust for things that we don't have or things that we want. We're not meant to have lack. We're not, we're not meant to be without. But God also cannot give us things. It's like, think of this analogy. My friend once told me this analogy and hit me like a ton of bricks. If you're six, when you're six years old and you ask for things, you don't know, you just want them. And most likely you're going to get them. But your parent, if a six-year-old asks for a car, I'm six years old and I ask for a car, God is going to give me what I'm able to handle. He'll give me a toy car. If I don't want a toy car, if I'm past that, he'll give me a little automobile that I could drive around safely for my, my six-year-old self. That suffice at the time because that's what I wanted or that's what I thought I wanted. And so he gave it to me. At 16 years old now, I say I want a real car. God, as my parent, knows what I can and cannot handle. He knows that there's steps before to take before I get an actual car. I have to take. I have to get practice. I have to learn. I have to get my license. I have to get my uh, then get the car, then get registration, get then get insurance. There's steps to in order to make sure you're safe to be equipped to handle such. A valuable prize. To be equipped to, to handle what you're asking for. There's steps. And God wants to take those steps with you. He cannot do it without you. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to force you to do anything that you don't, don't want to do. However... He will, he, he will give us, he already gave us grace. 
The Bible says, "My grace is, is God's grace is sufficient enough. It's sufficient, <laughs> not enough, but God's grace is sufficient." Why does it say that? Because His mercy is new every day. He He sent His only Son on the cross to die for us. What does this mean, Bianca? This means that you are already forgiven. That you could be, hello, devoted Christian. You could be a sinner today and and always be a sinner. But you could know in your heart if you repent and you turn away from yourself, if you humble yourself and pray, that God is going to bless you with what you desire and prune you so that He, you can see you and everyone else can see the fruit of your spirit, not the fruit of your flesh. I'm going to share a reel about that um at another time there's a difference between uh, pastor charles uh, metcalf said it so perfectly there's a difference between fruit of the spirit and fruit of the flesh fruit of the, the flesh brings out poison greed lust etc fruit of the of spirit brings out what love peace joy happiness so right now all like just tie things together. Although I may not feel a certain way right now, I don't feel fruitful. I don't feel joyful. I don't feel completely content or happy. I know it's in due time that I will feel that way. And I also know that my feelings and my emotions don't really mean anything. Your feelings are this there to show you what you need to work on. And that's how beautiful God is because you can feel that way, but his word says another way. So if you hone in on Christ and spend more time with God, you start to you start to feel different. You start to feel renewed, refreshed. There's something about being in the presence of God that just reshapes everything. I remember uh, reading this this story that said, if you speak into water and you speak negativity, you can see how the vibration of the water changes. But if you speak positivity, it becomes clearer. It becomes, it tastes different. Like you just, it tastes different. So like, what are you speaking over yourself? There's power of life and death in your tongue. What are you speaking into yourself? Are you speaking life? Are you doing daily affirmations? Are you telling yourself positive things? Are you are are you telling are you are you changing negative thoughts into positive thoughts? For example, I don't feel good right now. I feel tired. Or better example, I'm unworthy of love. Combine that or contrast it with what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about you? You are loved. I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I know the hairs that's on your head. You are that love that God knows the hairs on your head. Going back to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, I know the plans I have for you. I'm your father. I am Alpha and Omega. I just hear God saying, I am Abba. 
humble yourself and pray. Just humble yourself. What does it mean to be humble, to have humility? It means to surrender, to be sincere with your prayer, to love yourself enough to say, this is where I'm at. And this is where I want to be, Lord. I am yours and you are mine. I am your humble servant. Use me, O God. Shape me, O God. I admire you, Lord. I cannot do my life without you. I need you in my life. Because right now I feel this way and I know your word says otherwise. So remove remove from me all of these yucky feelings that I'm that I'm experiencing as a human being I am experiencing negative thoughts but your word says keep your thoughts on all that is noble and pure resist the enemy and he shall flee the enemy wants me to think these things that are not true about me but your word says I am the head and not the tail I am more than a conqueror so help me to conquer this giant help me to conquer this demon help me to conquer this cycle help me to conquer this habit help me to conquer my fear and replace it with faith in the substance that is not yet seen help me to know that you are God help me see you in all of your ways over my life Renew my spirit, Lord. Shape me and mold me into the person that you need me to be. Who do you need me to be right now in this season? I'm not doing my life without you, Lord. So if you tell me to rest and wait on you, I will rest and wait and know that you are king. I would trust myself more. I would trust my intuition. I would, I will perform acts that to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my well-being, and I will wait for you to act to to perform your super to my natural. I'm expecting supernatural results in the physical realm. While you shape me and mold me in the spiritual realm. Protect me from my enemies, God. Protect me from anything that is not of you. It is in Jesus' mighty name. I say amen, guys. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) All right. I am going to end here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for watching. Um, there's going to be more of this coming. I'm going to share my full story, uh, full testimony of my life and things like that, uh, whenever God calls me to. But for now, I just want to come on here and share this and do this because I know someone out there is feeling the same way. And this one person. So if I could just one person, if I could reach one person, then I, you know, I did a good job. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Let me know if you need prayers. DM me for prayers or, you know, uh, comment. Um, I'm here. I'd love to pray for you. Um, Yeah. Take care, guys.